Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. On the show today, it is our first postseason position breakdown where we look at each Nationals position, look at the players who are there, the kind of seasons that they had, and then their future with the team or kind of what their standing with the team is and whether whether they'll be back with the 2021 Nationals or they're headed elsewhere. So our first position today, we are talking about catcher. I hope you guys enjoy. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do it. This is the first of many of these, our postseason position breakdown, where we look at what the Nationals got from a certain position during the season, the players who were there, and whether or not the players will be with the club next year, what their future could hold, what things kind of look like. Also a chance if guys are going to be leaving, especially guys that were you know big producers on the World Series team, we're going to get a chance to kind of appreciate them as we go through each one of these positions. So today might be a chance to do that. We are talking about catcher. The two players the Nationals played at catcher for the entire 2020 season, it was Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki. Nobody else got a game at catcher for the Nats. First, let's take a look at a guy that we know is going to be back next season, and that is Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes put together one of his better offensive seasons, and I know it once again, small sample size. He played in 30 games at 109 at-bats. And this season for the Nationals was one of his better offensive seasons. Once again, I know the sample size wasn't as large, but I mean, Jan had a really nice offensive year. Here is what it looked like. He hit 284 in his 109 ABs. He got 31 hits, drove in 13 runs, four home runs, struck out 22 times. He had an on base of 319, slugging 468, an OPS of 787. And so when you kind of extrapolate things out, this season he played in a little bit under a third of the games he played last year. He played 97 games last season. And that was one of his worst offensive seasons that he'd had in uh, in a few years. And he hit 223 last year with a 316 on base. The challenges for Jan last year were a lot of the time the strikeout numbers were very high. He struck out 84 times the year before that in Cleveland. He struck out 119 times. So I did a little math on uh, Jan Gomes' strikeout rate per plate appearance. So what I did was Jan struck out 22 times this year, and he had 119 plate appearances. So I took 22 and divided it by 119 to get his you know rate per plate appearance that he strikes out. And then I multiplied it by 358, which is the number of plate appearances he had last season. And if you do that, if you said, okay, at this rate, he's going in 2020 season and he had the number of bats he had in a full year, 2019 season, what would his strikeout numbers would have been you know, compared to last season? Well, in 2019, he struck out 84 times in 358 at bats. At this rate, he's currently going, he would have struck out only 66 times. So roughly 16 less than he did in 2019. And what that tells you is that he is on an encouraging path. He went from 119 strikeouts in three, uh, 435 plate appearances back in 2018. And then his strikeout numbers, the rate at which he is striking out, has dropped from 2018 to 2019, from 2019 to 2020. Now, in 2019, he did not hit very well. He's 223 on the year. But this year, he hitting, hitting 284, and for the back part of the season, being one of the Nationals' most consistent hitters, 
I was impressed with his jump. And that's something that hopefully the Nationals can use moving forward. If the DH stays and there's days kind of like double hitters, you know, where you're kind of trying to find a guy to, to hit maybe in a certain spot or pinch hitting or whatever, I think um, Jan Gomes is a great candidate, especially if he's hitting the way he did this season. He is 33 as he heads into 2021, so that is something to keep an eye on. He is aging a bit, but for at least next season, the Nationals should feel pretty confident in what they have in Jan Gomes. Uh, and once again, the numbers, you know, not extremely high this year, but everything was on pace to be a bit better than it was uh, the prior season, obviously with the average going up, but he was going to be a more productive player if this season was longer. And I think we could all tell too, especially his confidence at the plate had grown this season. So for Jan Gomes, I think the Nationals are encouraged about the progress he made. And especially if he is the number two catcher, which I think the Nationals hope he is next season, that's a great guy to have as your number two. And a guy that wouldn't be stealing reps if he brought in somebody like a JT Real Muto, but somebody that would definitely be getting some extra plate appearances, some opportunities to pinch hit just because of what he brings to the table and how confident he's been as of late, because you know, there's a lot of good veteran players in this team, but a lot of them might be on the outs. And so Jan could end up being kind of veteran bat that in a pinch hitting situation they can use, you know, if, if they need somebody to hit in the second game of a doubleheader or whatever it is, uh, I think Jan Gomes could be a guy that doesn't solve a lot of offensive you know, questions for the Nationals, but it can be a steadying point in the offense and is not going to be a liability. You know, not a guy that you have to trot out there just because he catches Patrick Corbin and, you know, he's going to give you uh, an awful, awful day at the plate. I mean, he's been a lot better this season and it was nice to see that progression. And I think the Nationals should have some confidence in their second catcher moving into 2021. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to discuss the other catcher the Nationals have, Kurt Suzuki, who might not be a National in 2021. So let us talk about Kurt Suzuki, who um, another really impressive offensive year from Suzuki. This season, he hit 270 with a 349 on base, 396 slugging, a 745 OPS. He played in 33 games. He had 129 plate appearances. He drove in 17 runs, hit two home runs, struck out 11, excuse me, 19 times, walked 11. Kurt Suzuki will be an unrestricted free agent this season. Another really good season for Suzuki. And uh, the one thing, though, I think was concerning was that he just took such a beating. I mean, it felt like every single game he was getting nicked by a ball, um, by a bat, something would happen. And you just felt bad for him. And he showed his durability, man. He's just, he's so tough back there. I was really blown away by how he just, he managed to stay back there, you know, I mean, the, basically the entire season. And looking back, you know, since the age of 30, he's only had one season where he's hit 240 or below. And he's, you know, it was with the twins and he hit 240. But you look at the numbers he's been putting up um, in the last five, six years of his career. I mean, 288, 258, 283, 271, 264, and 270. The guy is a consistently good hitter. Uh, and for the Nationals, a lot of great moments. One that obviously comes to mind the regular season was that comeback against the Mets in 2019 where he has the home run to win the game. Iconic call from Bob Carpenter. And, you know, one of the great moments he provided too was in the World Series. Uh, the home running game two of the World Series to make it 3-2 Nationals. Suzuki with a massive moment there, somebody who is a part of a Nationals World Series campaign. But as he is 36 years old right now, and it, you know is going to be turning 37, Kurt Suzuki made $6 million this season. 
And with next season, Jan, Jan Gomes being on the books for another six, um, if they're going to make a splash at catcher, I think they're going to really attempt to make a splash. I think they do have their eyes set on JT Real Muto, whether he is an option or not. And then there are a lot of other veteran guys out there too who are going to be uh, going, to, going to come available this season. Tyler Flowers at 35. Not sure how they want to you know invest in that. Sandy Leone, former national, becomes a free agent as well this season. Uh, Yadier Molina at 38, but I don't think he's going to leave the Cardinals. Definitely not. And then Roberto Perez and Wilson Ramos both have options with their teams coming up this season uh, and could be bought out. So Ramos at 33 could be an option they bring back. Not really sure if they want to go with the – I mean, if they're going to go Ramos and Gomes, you might as well just bring Kurt back because Ramos's production dropped this season for the Mets. So, you know, if they're going to let Kurt walk and just get a guy like Ramos, I think it's a tough decision. But the Nationals, I think they might have some time – on deciding whether or not Kurt Suzuki is going to be part of the future. And I will just say, man, like if, if he's not, that is uh, very sad. He is somebody that has a special place in Nationals hearts, a really tough player, a gigantic part of what the Nationals did in the 2019 uh, World Series run, and somebody that I think will be sad to see them go. But the Nationals were in really great hands the last two season with their seasons with their catching. I mean, they were in a good spot where you know, they weren't searching for guys, uh, Jan Gomes did have a tough offensive year this season, but at any point this season, the Nationals, you know, we were never talking about, oh, the difficulty, that the, you know, the, they're not getting much from their catchers. They got a whole hell of a lot from both of those guys this season. And Suzuki at 36, to be as tough as he did, to hit as well as he did, uh, I was really impressed. I just don't know if his, I don't know if he's got a spot in this team because I think this season too, he was asked to do too much. I think they did rely on him too much, and whether that be because of injuries or not, um, if the roster looks different next year and he can be kind of in, in one of those back-end supporting roles and somebody who is you know not expected to hit fourth or fifth like he had to a couple times this season, then yeah, sure, I'm all for it. But if the Nationals have any ideas of making that catcher spot one that brings them a ton of production and brings them a ton of value and, you know, um, barnstorming value, right? You know, it's, it's somebody who's going to be a, a front-end part of the lineup guy then Kurt Suzuki is not that person. And I'm not even sure Jan Gomes is to, to some extent either. But, you know, as for as good as they were this season, I don't anticipate those two guys being part of some, you know, uh, being the heart of the lineup next year. And, you know, if the Nationals, once again, if they have designs on that catcher spot being one that gives them a ton of offensive production, I don't know if Kurt Suzuki is the right guy to have in that spot. Now, if they, if they want it, once again, to be, um, you know, kind of what it was this season. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, you might say, ah, at 37, we're not really sure because Suzuki's a guy for us. But go get a Wilson Ramos, somebody like that. You know, somebody that can just kind of be, you know, go one-two uh, with Jan Gomes. You know, whichever guy is hotter can get more of the more of the reps. But Suzuki and Jan, I think, have a good just chemistry, good understanding, good working, you know, together. Obviously, they don't work together a ton. But, um, you know, those two guys, just I think – the way that they were able to slot in and slot out interchangeably, uh, I was I was thoroughly impressed with what those catcher spots, what the catcher spot gave the Nationals, especially for Suzuki at 36. Really tough guy. I just question how much more he has at that position. And if the Nationals are looking to make a splash at that position, you know, not really sure he's a guy. But there, I mean, once again, there's not a ton of really big catching names out there. So I'd say it's about 50-50 that Kurt comes back. And a lot of it's going to depend on what we see from the Nationals front office, what kind of early indications 
we get about how aggressive they want to be. But if this is the end for Kurt Suzuki, once again, I mean, we just have to tip your cap and thank him for being a tough guy behind the plate a majority of the time for a team that ended up winning a World Series. And, you know, two-time national, one-time world champion, Kurt Suzuki was the man. So that is kind of the diagnostic on the catching situation. I'd say overall, pretty encouraging. I mean, you have to be encouraged from what they gave this season, uh, especially with Jan Gomes remaining after the season he put in. You know you've got at least one very able catcher, and I'm excited to see who number two is going to be in the 2020 season. All right, guys, make sure you check out our playoff diary. I did kind of a power rankings of the most interesting series as those are getting underway right now. The second edition of the playoff diary will come out tonight slash early tomorrow morning. So after everybody will have played at least one game, uh, we might have some couple teams to say, you know, goodbye to in the playoffs coming up in that next edition of the playoff diary. But make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Follow me on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. Follow me personally at Josh neighbors. Make sure you check out the locked on MLB podcast. And then also check out the locked on fantasy baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the locked on podcast network.